I'm Dr. Claudine Holt. Welcome to the Burnout to Bliss podcast, the only podcast that teaches women physicians how to use cognitive behavioral theory and feminine embodiment tools so they can permanently recover from burnout. If you're ready to exit the cycle of overwhelm and chronic stress and create a life and career you love, you're in the right place. Let's get into it. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Burnout to Bliss podcast. You're listening to episode 46, and today we're actually going to talk about something that I've been reflecting on for the past several months, actually, going back to at least the spring. And I've been thinking about it and wanting to to do an episode on this, but just really trying to gather my thoughts and my words and figure out how I wanted to talk about this issue. And I think it's going to be a really interesting, thought-provoking episode. So I look forward to your comments and to any feedback. So what I wanted to talk about today is another reason that we're burned out right? So we all know burnout isn't a new thing. We've been struggling with burnout forever. (laughs) But with the past two, two and a half years, the spotlight on burnout, not just in the medical field, but in other industries as well, the spotlight has really been turned on, you know, magnified. And we realize just how how much burnout has become almost like an acceptable part of our culture. It's like the marker of someone who's just working really hard and who's just, you know, doing all of the right things and climbing that corporate ladder. And it's just seen as something that's part of the norm, right? And if you're a physician, your mentality might be, well, all of my attendings went through this or all of my senior residents went through this. So it's just a rite of passage. It's just something that I have to suffer through. It's just something that I have to get through. And then once I get to the other side, everything will be good. Life will be good. I'll be coasting. Everything will be fine. But have you noticed that you never really get to that point? It's like the concept of the ever-moving horizon. It just keeps moving further and further away. And I know a lot of physicians are like, wait a minute, when am I supposed to get to this point when things get a little bit easier when things get a bit better. And so, of course, the occupational medicine physician in me is really excited about all of the conversation that's taking place about burnout and not just in communities like occupational medicine, where we look at workplace hazards and try to address them, but in other spaces as well. You know, this year, the Surgeon General released a a document about how to actually tackle the problem of burnout. And we also know that as a result of feeling burned out and overwhelmed and having to deal with chronic workplace stress, people are just opting out, right? Instead of burnout, they're opting out of working, which is a problem as well. I mean, the stats about healthcare in the future are pretty scary. I mean, I've read stats anywhere from like 25 to 33% of physicians are considering leaving practice within the next three to five years. I mean, that's a, that's a scary statistic. 
especially if you're someone who's in an underserved area, especially if you're someone who's in a rural area, because those will most likely be the areas that are most affected, that are most impacted by this great resignation, which is absolutely coming to the healthcare industry as well. And so you already know that, you know, I think of burnout as this equation, this solvable equation, where one third is due to workplace factors, one third is due to personality factors, and one third is due to lifestyle factors. Now, of course, it's not, you know, an exact mathematical equation like that, but those are the three factors that we know contribute to burnout. And I've been saying that if we're only looking at workplace factors and trying to tackle those job related factors, we're missing the boat because there's so many other factors that are at play, the other two thirds of that equation that have nothing to do with the workplace. And so that's what I want to talk about on today's episode. I wanted to talk about a more, in my opinion, insidious driving force behind burnout, but particularly in women positions. Because all of the data seems to suggest that women physicians are actually more burned out than our male counterparts. And it's an interesting question of why, like why that is. And earlier this year, it became clear to me that what I'm going to talk about today is absolutely a major driving force behind the numbers, behind the data. And of course, I'm not suggesting this is the only driving force behind the stats. And I do believe that after working with women privately as my clients, after having consults with women, after just speaking and interacting with other physicians like myself, what I realize is that there are definitely some common themes, some common beliefs, common mindsets, if you will, that seem to be very common in women physicians. And honestly, it's not just in women physicians, but you know, this is the audience for this podcast. But if you happen to be a woman listening to this podcast and you're not a physician, this is still most likely going to apply to you too. Because what I see as the deeper driving force behind burnout is female social conditioning. And when I talk about female social conditioning, I'm talking about the ways that women in general are socialized, are raised, are conditioned to think about themselves, to think about who they are, about their worth, about their value, about what they have to offer, about the things that they should do, the things that they shouldn't do, etc. And while I'm not saying that these three particular beliefs that I'm going to share are only specific to women, I will say that I find that these three beliefs are habitually ingrained into women, whether it's directly like someone said them these words to you or you indirectly kind of observed your life around you and the place of women in your life and you sort of kind of picked these beliefs up by almost as osmosis, right? It's just that I don't typically see men struggling with these on the same scale that I see women struggling with these. 
So here are the three thoughts or the three mindsets that I routinely see in the women I speak to. So the first thought is I'm not good enough, which is really imposter syndrome. The second thought is I have to get it right, which is perfectionism. And the third thought is I have to make everybody else happy, which is people pleasing. So let's take the first one. I'm not good enough, which is really a reflection of imposter syndrome. And imposter syndrome was first described in the 1970s. It's when you doubt your abilities, feel like a fraud, and you don't really think you're as competent as maybe other people think you are or that you should be. And when you feel like an imposter, when you have the the belief that I'm not good enough, what happens is that that belief will drive you to work harder because you feel like you have to prove yourself. You feel like there's something you have to prove to others and prove that you do deserve to be there, that you do belong, that you're not a fraud, right? So can you see how having this underlying belief, I'm not good enough, could be driving all kinds of actions that you're taking to almost prove this thought wrong and how that would ultimately lead you to end up being burned out. And then the second belief or mindset, this belief that I have to do it right, that there is a right way to do things. This is really perfectionism at work. And that's when you feel like you have to be, or at least appear, perfect to others on the outside. And people who are perfectionists, they're actually, they're usually not as internally strong. Internally strong, they're like, it's sort of like a truffle where on the outside it's, you know, that chocolatey shell. (laughs) But on the inside it's soft and squishy. And so perfectionists will spend a lot of time focused on the sort of the external packaging, right? Making sure that that looks good, that the optics look good on the outside, but inside it's kind of a mess because there's that inner critic, critical voice. There's that inner judge that's constantly driving you to do it right, to do it better. And the thing about perfectionists is not only do they hold themselves to this really high standard, they actually hold everybody else around them too to this high standard. So that could be your spouse, friends, colleagues, even this can trickle down to to patients being held to this very high standard of how they're supposed to be, how they're supposed to show up in your life, right? And so you can see that if you're a perfectionist and you think that there's this right way to do things, how that can be driving burnout. And then the third mindset or belief is I have to make everyone else happy. I'm responsible for everyone else's happiness. I have to sacrifice what I want for the good of everybody else. Those are my people pleasers. Are there any people pleasers out there? Don't be shy. Go ahead and raise your hand if that's you. No shame. (laughs) People pleasing is essentially when you are like a shapeshifter. Yeah, like you become whoever you need to be, whatever someone else needs you to be. 
in that particular moment to make them happy. So the way this can show up for my clients is them doing something for, um, you know, patient makes a request that they really don't have the time to do, but they bend over backwards to just get it done because they, they want to make everybody else happy, right? People pleasers often feel overly responsible for things that they aren't really responsible for. And they have a habit of ignoring their own needs. They're not listening to their own voice, to their own body. And instead they're sort of externally focused on, okay, what does everybody else want from me? And how can I you know, show up and, and give that to them? And often this is coming from a very strong desire, a need even to be accepted, to be liked because of this fear that women have of not being in the tribe, of being kicked out of the group. You know, historically, being isolated meant likely death, right? These days, we're not worried about, you know, the elements or exposure or fighting off wild animals or anything like that. But social isolation and the fear of being excluded or the fear of not being accepted is a very, very strong fear that we have as women. So I want you to be honest with yourself. Can you relate to any of those? The imposter syndrome, the perfectionism, or the people pleasing? I know I can relate to those. I certainly have experienced those in the past, not now, but I certainly have experienced those. And I think most of us as women could say we've experienced all three. Here's the thing. It's not so much that, you know, you might have these thoughts. That in and of itself isn't the problem. We have over 60,000 thoughts floating around in our head all day. We're not consciously aware of most of them. But the problem is that you actually believe these thoughts. And I want to remind you how powerful our thoughts really are because there is a correlation that comes from cognitive behavioral therapy that our thoughts influence how we feel and based on how we feel, we take action or in some cases we don't take action, but it affects how we show up. And so you can see how these three mindsets that come from female social conditioning are very insidious. And these are essentially like putting gasoline on the fire of burnout. And these are the driving forces behind why you feel the need to overgive and overwork and overfunction and overperform. And I don't know about you, but I am totally over it. So it's no wonder that women physicians are more burned out than their male counterparts, right? But here's the truth. This mythical, ideal woman that we've been comparing ourselves with our whole lives, the one who's perfect, who does everything right, who makes everyone perfectly happy and never has a hair out of place, right? She doesn't exist. She's 
really a figment of the collective social imagination, if you will. And so this really isn't a standard that we as modern women need to hold ourselves to. And what I believe is that when we just drop this struggle to fit ourselves into this ideal mold of what we should be as women, as women physicians, as whatever it is, maybe you're a wife, maybe you're a mom, a daughter, a sister, a friend, like whatever it is, whenever we stop trying to fit into that perfect mold and really just start accepting where we are and who we are, or as I like to say, our perfectly imperfect selves, that's actually the point of transformation. That's actually when things begin to shift. And that's why I've been saying from the beginning that the real solution to burnout is not outside of you it's not because if it's outside of you then you're powerless to do anything about it until something outside of you changes and you don't need anything to change in your external environment for you to start feeling better today for you to start feeling relief today sure it would be nice if we all had more time with patients right it would be nice if our emr was more user-friendly, if there was more support staff, all of those things, those are all great things. But I really believe that those are just surface level when it comes to addressing the burnout problem. We've got to go inside. We've got to go within. And ultimately, when we start to change our thoughts, when we start to change our belief system, when we start to change our mindsets and how we think about ourselves, that's when everything will change. But the first step is always awareness. It's being aware how our societal conditioning has done a number on us as women and catching when these thoughts are coming up. So not just sort of being unaware when I'm not enough or I'm not doing it right or I have to make everyone happy. It's not just being unaware of when these thoughts are popping up, but it's becoming more aware of when these are the thoughts that are driving the behaviors and the actions that you're taking so that you can nip it in the bud and you can come from a more empowering belief system, a more empowering thought. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you next time. Hey, if you're a woman in medicine and you're struggling right now with burnout, overwhelm, and chronic stress, sign up for my free five-day burnout bootcamp. In five days, you'll learn what the burnout equation is and how to solve it, the three real reasons you're burned out, and it's not what you think, and the 360-degree approach to permanently recover from burnout. Visit www.theembodiedmd.com or click the show notes below to learn more. I'll see you inside.